Hey guys, welcome back to Talk Spirit to Me. On today's episode, I am joined by the awesome Stephanie Adler. Stephanie is a certified nutrition consultant, women's hormone and fertility coach, birth doula and entrepreneur. Her practice focuses on supporting those with cycling bodies in balancing their hormones, healing their guts and all things baby making. She is seriously amazing and has so much knowledge to share with us today, particularly about how we can connect back with our bodies. It's all super fascinating. Let's get into it. Stephanie, welcome. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I am super excited to talk to you. It's taken us a little bit to get here, but we're finally here. So I'm so wrapped. I'm just all all the things that you embody right now is so relevant to like everything that I'm going through right now. So um, this is very timely. So that's probably why we were delayed. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, the, uh, divine timing is a thing for sure. And I just, yeah, thank you so much for your patience. As I'm sure we'll talk about, like life has looked really beautifully, abundantly different for me these days. And we've just been adjusting schedule wise. Um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to be here. Yes, I know. I agree. Divine timing always. Um, so I'm just going to jump straight in. So can you just tell everyone a bit about yourself and your journey and how you've got to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So if I haven't met you yet, I'm so excited to get connected to you through this beautiful platform and medium. Uh, my name is Stephanie Adler, and I, aside from being a mother, a wife, a friend, a sister, which I think is so important that we always, you know, when we're talking about who we are, what we do, it's like so important that we remember we're also more than our work. And what I do for work is I am a holistic nutritionist who primarily supports and focuses on helping people with menstruating bodies, helping women find hormone harmony, get control of their body so that they can take control of their lives and also really have a passion for helping people with fertility. So it's um, a beautiful, beautiful calling. And really for me, it started from when I was, you know, in my early twenties and had an experience getting off of birth control. That was really shocking to see how much it was doing to my body. And I was already in school for holistic nutrition. I had always been fascinated with nutrition when I was a child, like around 12. So I guess adolescent, I healed myself after having been in, in and out of doctor's offices for you know, like most of my childhood with digestive issues, they weren't able to help me. And by changing my diet, despite my doctor saying it wouldn't work, it totally changed my life. So I'd always been fascinated with nutrition and really amazed at how not only like our body wants to heal, but food can be medicine. And so I, I went to school for nutrition um, through a long way of also getting a conflict resolution degree. I won't get into all of that, but I do think it really informs the way that we work, you know, and the way that we coach. So, um, so yeah, like I was already in school for holistic nutrition and just became fascinated with the female body and the magic that it is, and also how our modern world was really not set up to help people 
thrive in that capacity, whether it's fertility, hormone balance, feeling good in their bodies, et cetera. So yeah, now 10 years later, we've really um, like honed in on that as a niche and really it has been so beautiful. I've helped over 45 women get pregnant who, you know, weren't either like were anxious about it for a variety of reasons or had been already, you know, told by doctors it would be challenging for them to get pregnant. Um, And hundreds more, you know, have beautiful, healthy menstrual cycles that serve them and showing up the way they want in the world. So that's a little bit about how I got here and just more than anything, so grateful to have found this path because I think it can really change the world when women feel in alignment with their bodies. Oh, a hundred percent. And even like when you were saying um, that you had a really difficult time, like getting off birth control, like as soon as you say that word, that's like a fucking trigger in me. I'm like, oh my God. Like I, years ago, I was like, you know what? I want to get my periods under control. I want to do all the things. And I'm like, I'm just going to get on birth control. It's just so easy. I'll just do it. Within one week, I was the most depressed I've ever been in my whole life. I was literally driving home from work every single day, crying, thinking about all the bad things I've ever done in my life, like terrible. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on with me? And I remember saying to my wife, Jade, I'm like, there's something wrong with me. This is not normal. Like I've done a lot of work to not be like that. And I just couldn't believe that this one little pill within like a week had completely just changed everything about me, about my, my brain, like it was just so fascinating. So that just rings true for me. And I'm not saying birth yeah. control is bad for everyone, but for me, I was like, fuck, I'm glad I don't need it because I'm with a woman, but I feel bad for people that do. But yeah, it's just, it really just didn't resonate with me at all. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm almost glad that you had that much of a like strong response immediately because for so many people, People, it is not the case. And it, it's like a slow, gradual thing. And I can't tell you how many women I've had in my practice when I'm going over their health history. And it's like, okay, got on birth control when I was 12 on 13, at age 13, got on anti-anxiety medication, age 14, antidepressants. And now they're 30. They've been on these medications for 15 years. And when I help them get off of the birth control and balance things out, they're no longer anxious and depressed. And it's like so devastating because if you went into most OBGYN offices, at least I know in North America, I'm not hundred percent sure about it in Australia, but they will deny that it could have that impact. And it's so I'm just like actually thrilled for you that you had that experience so strongly so that you like knew it, what it was and you could not continue using it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was like, okay, so this isn't for me. Like I've got to find something else. And, um, you know, I've sort of gone back to (laughs) allowing my body to do what it does, whether I hate it or not. I'm like, I would rather be in like a really healthy state of mind, particularly with what I do, like being a medium, I need to be such a clear vessel. And so I'm always really conscious of what I'm doing with myself, with my mind, with my body, like I'm really in tune with me because I just kind of have to be. Um, so yeah, when anything like that happens to me, I'm like, oh, no, nah, reverse. <laughs> I'm like, that's obviously not for me right now. So I'm just, I'm not going to push the boundaries, you know? So yeah, this is all super, super fascinating to me. And obviously I follow you on Instagram because I love the gram. And one of the things I've said or that I've heard you say is that gratitude is the biggest wellness hack. 
And can you talk to us about your thoughts on this? Yeah, absolutely. Because it is. And I like would hope that more people use this as a tool that is available to us, that it's free. It's available all the time. We can use it multiple times a day. I mean, it is, that is partially why it is the greatest wellness hack is because it doesn't cost you anything to use it or to do it. And you can call on it whenever you need. And so there's actually a lot of science behind the science of happiness that connects happiness and gratitude. And we know that when we, so the way that we're going to talk about it in terms of wellness is the fight or flight response versus feed and frolic. Okay. So fight and flight, people are pretty familiar with fight, flight, freeze. When we're in a state of stress, fight, flight, freeze, whether that's because you were in the car and someone, you know, ran a light and it like shocked you and kind of caught 115 emails and that really stresses you out. Can you hear me? Oh, you were a bit blurry for a minute there. Just repeat that sentence. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Okay. So fight or flight, freeze. We're familiar with the stress response. Okay. So what ends up happening when we are in that fight, fight or freeze state, no matter if we're in it because we're in traffic and someone, you know, cuts us off and it like shocks us a little bit and our body has that actual like... (gasps) feeling, right? That's a normal reaction. Like if we're in danger, we should have that acute response. But what tends to happen for most of us is we look at our email, 115 emails, 15 minutes, right? We feel stressed. We're in this constant state of chronic stress. And this really impacts the other two responses in the body, which is feed and frolic. So feeding has to do with digestion. How well do you digest your food? How well are you absorbing your nutrients? How well is your gut working? When we know gut impacts at all kinds of health in the body. And then frolic is actually reproductive health. I always think about like little fairies frolicking in a field being like, Ooh, what do you want to go do? Um, and <laughs> when we're in a state of fight or flight, we they're mutually exclusive. We cannot be in a state of feed and frolic. Now, what does gratitude do? Gratitude turns off the stress response and therefore allows the body to resume normal function when it comes to digestion and hormones, which obviously contributes to significant wellness. And so if I, when I'm sitting down for a meal, instead of just eating in front of my computer, when I'm working or eating in my car or eating at the dinner table with my partner, but maybe like having a stressful conversation, right. About whose family are we going to visit for the holidays, whatever it is, I'm not able to digest my food properly. But if I sit down, take a few deep breaths, and say, I'm so grateful for this food in front of me. I'm so grateful for the farmers that grew it. I'm so grateful for the sun that gave it the nutrients. I'm so grateful for the soil. And I really practice that. Or I just say, I'm so grateful for my life that I have the ability to sit here and buy this food, whatever it is. It automatically turns off that stress response. So we're able to digest our food better. And when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you do a little gratitude flow. I'm grateful for X because of Y. That makes me grateful for, you know, I can talk through that as a practice more if that would be serving. It already sets us up for the day for our hormones to start balancing the way they're supposed to, as opposed to like, oh my God, I'm checking the news. Something stressful is going on. We can turn that off. Even if we've already been in that state automatically by using gratitude. Oh my God. That is, I just had no idea that it was like that linked. That's insane. Yeah. And another really great thing about gratitude, the last thing I'll preach about it right now, is yeah. it's a self 
but the, like the more we do it, the more we see gratitude in our lives. So if you start off your day by saying, and this is another reason it's such a hack because it like creates more of itself automatically without you having to try. So if you start your day doing gratitude practices, you'll notice throughout the day that you're feeling grateful for more things automatically without having to turn it on. So it's like the more you use it, the more it it multiplies. Oh, I love that way of thinking. That is so good because, you know, I talk to a lot of women and um, they do reference, you know, come from a place of gratitude and like have that be like how you start your day or how you end your day. And I just feel like it's um it's something that a lot of people say and it's not a lot of what people do. So really I I'm gonna start doing this more. And I like the brush your teeth thing because I think, oh my God, once I'm like, you know, out and about and I'm dressed and all that, I'm on my phone, I'm on my computer, I'm reading for people, I'm doing all this stuff. Like really maybe if I do it in a place where I don't have distraction. Like literally all I'm doing there is like, you know, having a shower, brushing my teeth, whatever. Like no one needs me in that moment. They're the moments that you take. Like I always talk about pockets of time with people and giving themselves those little pockets of time to like do those self-care acts. And maybe this is just something else that you kind of add to your routine that's so simple and so easy and it's free and like do it at a time where you don't have your phone when you don't have people needing you like do it in your time so it becomes something that's just yours I love that yeah the yeah. idea of habits you know pair it with something that like you you're doing daily and like yeah. you can put something else for sure yeah like you're doing it anyway <laughs> so it's like why not do something else while I'm doing this <laughs> yeah I love that Um, So obviously you're a massive advocate for being in tune with your body and you encourage women to speak to their bodies. Can you expand on that and give us some tips on how we can reconnect with our bodies and start, I guess, talking to it? Like, what do you mean by all of that? Can you expand on your thinking there? Totally. Yeah. It's something I'm so deeply passionate about. And it's really interesting to me when I start pulling it out for the women that I'm working with, sometimes how uncomfortable it can be and so foreign for a lot of us. And so the way that I like to introduce it or describe it is think about a partnership, think about a marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. How important is communication in a relationship? Right. And we are married, like we are our bodies, but at the same time, we are married to our body. Like my soul, my, my thoughts, et cetera, are in some ways separate. And while I want them to be able to come together, like sometimes we have to almost separate and personify body in order to connect with body and become back to being one. And so, you know, I want to really ask you to think about like the most important relationship in your life. And if you weren't communicating well, how tense would that relationship be? And so a really easy practice is to just like personify your body and start talking. Hi, body. Like, how are you today? How are you feeling? What do you need? And just the more you start to be in conversation, it's going to feel a little awkward at first. And that is totally normal. And that is totally fine. But the more you start to really tease out and have this conversation with your body as it's a separate being, thinking of it as your partner, right? this partner in the way that you live your life and asking, what does she need? What does she want? What is she trying to tell you? You will start to feel and understand answers. And this leads to a really intuitive way of living with our body and giving her what she needs. I find so often the disconnect, like of people not being able, like your body is always talking to you. 
It is always talking to you and telling you what she needs, what she wants, what she's liking, what she's not liking. And the question is, are you listening? And sometimes to become a good listener, we have to start really like engaging in conversation. And so just really sitting down. Hey, buddy, how are you feeling today? Talk to me. What what are you trying to tell me? How can I be a better advocate for you? I mean, these are all just kind of questions to start with. Um, and as silly as it sounds, just like start talking. Yeah, you're right, though. Like, I know when I'm dehydrated. I know when my body's sore and I'm like, okay, you need to work out, Jess. Like, come on, man. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Get on it. Like, my body's like screaming at me half the time. And I'm like, okay, yeah. good. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm on it. And so something something that I really encourage my clients is like by the time that your body is screaming at you, we've missed the signals. It's like with a baby, right? You know, like we think babies don't have a way of communicating other than crying, but that's actually not true, right? Babies have so many ways of communicating. We just have to be in tune with those signals. So like a slight headache, for example, the majority of people are just going to take an Advil and move on with their day. If we can be curious be like, okay, body, like, what are you trying to tell me with this headache? Is it dehydration? Is it that I'm not sleeping enough? Is it that my period's coming and that's a sign that my hormones need a little bit of help if I'm getting headaches before my period comes, right? Like there are all of these ways that our body can be talking. And if by the time I'll use periods again, as an example, if you are having raging cramps or, you know, feeling like you're a hormonal roller coaster throughout your cycle, you have really bad acne, you know, right before you bleed, that's your body's already screaming, right? And so if we can listen to those signals ahead of time, we have so much more opportunity for that communication to go back and forth to have harmony. Yes, I agree completely. And I'm this is just so timely, honestly. The last like week I put on my Instagram, I was like, oh my God, does anyone else get like the really bad like insomnia? Like where before I get my period, I have an insomnia night. Can't sleep for the life of me. And that's how I know it's coming. And then I also get like the migraines and like the depletion of my body and everything like that. And I just think it's like, you know, I always think, oh, that's just normal. That's just what my body does around this time. And I'm like, obviously now I'm going to tap into you. Like if people are feeling this way and we have this cycle of like the headaches come on or the really bad back or whatever, are there things that we're missing here that are just easy, natural things that we can do to like lessen these symptoms? Like what's your sort of advice around like even just my situation? I'd be so keen to know. Help me. Yeah. So, so that is definitely maybe common, but not normal to be experiencing that. And so the difference between common and normal, right? Like maybe a lot of people experience it, but it doesn't mean that it is a normal function of the body, even when you're menstruating. So all of those are signals that something is out of alignment, something is out of balance. I don't have like a full picture of your hormonal health right now. So this is, you know, like we can, you know, it's a grain of salt, like, you know, take this with a grain of salt because I don't know everything. And also like we can totally take this offline too. Yeah. But typically with symptoms like that, we're looking at either high levels of estrogen or low levels of progesterone or a combination of both because there are two sides to the same coin or they're uh, opposite sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. So if we have too much estrogen, then we typically don't have enough progesterone and both of those can cause 
these same issues. Sometimes it's just a factor of one, but sometimes it's both. Um, and so, yeah, there is so much that we can do naturally to support this. You know, there are dietary strategies that we can implement. There are herbs and supplements that we can use sometimes, because even if we're eating a really well-balanced diet, our soils are depleted. We live in a really toxic and stressful world. So sometimes we need a little bit of additional support from herbs or supplements. Um, there are lifestyle tactics that we can use, whether that's, you know, making sure that we're cycle syncing our exercise so that we're not depleted, making sure we're cycle syncing our food, maybe potentially using castor oil packs to help with detox. There are so many things. And, you know, if you were to take, you said easy, if you were to take all of them at once and be like, okay, tomorrow I start and I do everything, it might not feel easy depending on where you're coming from, right? With your diet, with your lifestyle, et cetera. But if you slowly, you know, let's adopt two of these habits this week. And then in two weeks, we adopt another two habits and we build on them. You can look back, you know, three, six months from then and see a complete 180 shift. Something that's important to remember with cycles is it typically takes around three cycles or three months for our bodies to really start to feel that change. And so a lot of times I think also what people do is they're like, okay, I read about this supplement or I read about this, you know, first of all, don't do that because a lot of times then people are like misdiagnosing themselves, but you know, they're like, okay, I'm going to, I don't know, do castor oil packs, for example. And then they do them for like two weeks and they're like, it's not working. It didn't work with this period. I'm giving up on it. And so I think also consistency is the really important piece here because you're not going to see those results for a couple months, but when you do, they're magical. So yeah, there's a lot of really easy, really supportive things depending on how you look at easy, but really supportive things that you can do for your cycle. Yeah, I love that so much. And yes, maybe I do need to talk to you offline and anyone else who is also experiencing these fucked up symptoms. <laughs> Hit up Stephanie, we can figure it out together. <laughs> I love totally. that like, so much. You know, and, and there is so much nuance in terms of, I would love to be able to say to you right now, Jessica, like, mm -hmm. Okay, great. Eat like a raw carrot salad. And I want you doing flax seeds at this time of the month. And, and you know, let's maybe use chash tree to raise your progesterone, et cetera. But without knowing more about the situation, like that could potentially either not help the problem. It probably wouldn't make the problem worse, but it might not help. And then you're putting all of your energy into something that's not serving. So just like anyone who's having these issues, there are like really great ways to narrow down on what it is and like make the most of your time when you're healing. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's so good. Um, and obviously this whole conversation is about like tuning into your body and like your wellness. And I'm always looking for ways to improve my health and my wellness journey. Like I'm so connected to my, you know, spirit, my mind and my soul with obviously doing mediumship. And um, so do you have any like morning rituals or like routines that you have that just to sort of I guess, healthy ways to stay in a really, um, like as positive of a mindset as you can stay in. Like, obviously, you know, we're all human, we go through shit, but yeah, do you have any like routines or things that you do to help you maintain that high vibration, I guess? Uh, absolutely. Um, yes. And since becoming a mom, they've shifted. And so that's been like an interesting observation. I had a baby about four and a half months ago. And before that I was very, you know, whether or not it was always sitting in meditation, like every morning I had what I called me time. And like, I could use that time to read. I could use that time, to take a bath. I could use that time to journal, to meditate, to connect with spirit, whatever it was, but there was always, you know, approximately let's call it between 15 to 45 minutes 
depending on the day that I had of me time in the morning that would really ground me. Now that's just not something that's part of my practice, but it's been really interesting for me to be able to tune into that, like the same connection in other ways, like getting glimmers. And so for me, it's like less about having it be a routine. And I think that that's really helpful because there are a lot of people who, you know, sometimes routines can feel very masculine and like are very in our masculine energy of like, I do the same thing every day, or this is like what my routine is. But for me, it's just about having moments that like help me remember that even my bad days are good days. And I can actually use um, yesterday as an example. I was traveling and it was just one of those travel days where we're like, not everything was going wrong, but like everything just was way harder than it needed to be, you know? And it was just like exhausting. I hadn't slept well. I had my boob hurt because I had a clogged duct and like everyone was being annoying. Everything was like taking longer than it needed to. And just like, I was so frustrated. Yeah. And allowing myself to just take a few deep breaths and say to myself, even my bad days are good days, right? In the grand scheme of things, like having that gratitude and that perspective for, I get to be traveling right now. I'm coming back from a beautiful trip, like just focusing on the things that I was grateful for and like how even this frustrating experience is a result of abundance Mm -hmm. really helps me stay high vibration. And so um, every day having an opportunity to do those types of check-ins has been really serving, even if I'm not like as deep in my meditation or journal practices these days. Yeah, I love that. And it's just all of these things are just, things that are so easy to do, like in terms of just sitting there and being like, okay, I'm really frustrated right now. I'm about to like flip my shit. Like maybe I just need to like look at this from the other side of the coin and try and like get myself into more of a centered space. And I also love the um, the me time reference. I think that's really helpful. And also, you know, as you are a new mom, I'm sure there's going to be opportunities for you to recreate that somewhere along the line where you get those little pockets of time that are just yours. And maybe it is, you know, when your partner comes home and you get like a quick 15 minutes to have your shower and you have your me time or whatever this is, like, it's so important to have these moments because I find like a lot of mums that I read for, they feel like they lose themselves and they just become total shadows of themselves and they kind of just some of them even get to the point where like their kids are starting to like go to school and everything and they feel like oh shit like who am I now like I've been someone's everything for so long and now they're going and I don't remember who I am so I'm always like make sure you get those little pockets of time like they make you feel human (laughs) oh for sure yeah and I mean something that I've actually also been doing is Mm -hmm. meditating with my son and I love that and it's like not the same I mean he's four months old but it's like obviously so it's not 100% the same as when I have time to sit and do it on my own but like we'll be on a walk and we'll like come to a really beautiful view and I'll just sit with him and like just we'll sit in silence and and for as long as he can, or I'll, you know, try and out loud do manifestation with him and like talk to him through the manifestation. And, or like, if I'm doing Palo Santo, like include him. And I think that that's something too, I don't get to do it every single day because sometimes our schedule, you know, it doesn't always work out, but when I do, and that's something I really want to encourage moms too, is like, we can also include our children in these things and teach them by not only you know, example by watching us, but like doing it with us, him sitting on my lap while I'm meditating, they feel that, you know, they, they pick up on our nervous system. And so, yes, like a hundred percent, like my husband's watching him right now. And after this is over, I'm going to have a little bit of me time too. Um, but like also 
don't be afraid to like include your kids in that because then it creates such a beautiful dynamic where it's, it's part of their lives. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. And then they'll start doing it like without you. And then that becomes just a really beautiful thing to watch because, you know, there's so many of us that get to a certain age. We're like, what the hell's manifestation? What is this meditation? And then like, I can't get into a state like that, but imagine if like you just grew up and that was your normal. Like imagine being able to ground yourself and pull yourself back in like from a young age. Like that's just like, that's gold star parenting right there. (laughs) I commend you on doing that. That's really cool. I've never even thought of anything like that. I don't have kids, so I don't think about these things, but um, that's actually a really beautiful thing. If I think about if my parents did that with me and how spiritual I am, can you imagine? It probably wouldn't have taken me, you know, 34 years to get to where I am now. I maybe would have been a medium before that. Like who knows? Totally. And like imagining things that like, I mean, I deep, I don't, I'm actually super curious your opinion about this. I really think children in particular are, they have like a lot of access and connection to spirit. And like some of it, I think is because like, they haven't been told that it's like not real, you know, like they, they don't have these like preconceived notions of what it is. And I've heard amazing stories of like, you know, people being like, grandma told me to tell you blah, 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 you know? And like, there's no way that this two and a half or three-year-old would have heard that from anywhere else, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so thinking about that, like, I wonder totally like what would have come through, like when you were a kid. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine if it was like harnessed in me? I just, it, yeah. it is so fascinating and it is so true. Kids are so open to spirit. They have no they don't question anything. It's like how people say kids are so honest and it's like refreshing because they just say anything that comes out or anything that they see just for how it is. It's the same thing with spirit. Like, as you said, I've had clients say to me, oh my God, my kids have come out with like the names of like their grandparents and we've never told them that. Or like they've said things exactly the way that you know, their parent used to say it to them and now they're in spirit and they're like, how the hell would you know like what my dad used to say to me? Like it's so fascinating and it's because kids don't have all the junk going on in their minds like that we do. All of the, you know, fight or fly and go do this and go do that and we question everything and they just don't question anything. It just is. So it's it's super cool. And now that we're on the topic of spirituality, so how do you incorporate spirituality into like your routine and your day and have you always been quite tapped in it's a great question um I think so I mean I think I've gone through periods of my life where it's felt easier to connect and harder to connect or or maybe not harder to connect but less of a priority to connect if that makes sense yeah um my mom is not psychic but like she does get She's like really, um, like sometimes she will get psychic. To, uh, I don't know like the, what the language would be, but like, like she downloads. Like, <laughs> yeah, downloads. Exactly. Like my yeah. sister, for example, will like really like follows my mom with that kind of stuff. And like, I remember once my mom, like Brooke was supposed to go on a trip with some of her friends and like, my mom is very open to all of that. She was never like one to keep us home. You know, she was very like, go have experiences. And my mom was like, I just have a really bad feeling about you going like something is not right. And Brooke canceled the trip, you know, like, because my mom does have those psychic downloads sometimes and she would see psychics. And so I think that I, I was always open to it. And I, you know, for me, 
I think that like my spirituality varies. Like sometimes it looks like prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like when I'm nursing my son, like I connect to spirit through praying and, you know, like talking to God, talking to universe. Um, sometimes it's, through being in nature, like being in front of like awe inspiring nature, you know, huge mountains, the ocean, things like that help me feel small and insignificant, but in a good way, like where it's like, all of this is so magical and amazing. Like I feel so connected to God in those moments. Um, that that is like a really great way for me to connect. And actually one of the reasons why we moved to Colorado, because I needed like to have that around me in order to feel like my best version of myself. And so day to day, that connection looks really different. You know, sometimes it's through meditation. Sometimes it's through prayer. Sometimes it's by going on a hike, but it's always there. Like in like the back of my consciousness, it's just, am I choosing to pull it out? more or less, you know, generally speaking. Yeah. I love that. And I love the fact too, that you moved somewhere where it felt aligned for you. And you're like, I actually feel better when I'm in this kind of area, I'm in this space. And that's what really lights me up inside. Cause I think a lot of the time we just, we just do whatever we think we should do. And, you know, all the shoulds, we should do that. Or probably just stay here and we'll just stay safe. It doesn't matter, whatever. But the fact that you literally, we're in tune, as you said, with your body and your mind and you're really leading with that, I think that's really powerful. And so getting reconnected with mind, body and soul, this is like my journey right now. I'm like really trying hard to listen to myself and, as you said, not get to that screaming point <laughs> where my body's like, I hate you, girl. <laughs> what you been doing? Because <laughs> I'm totally. actually going to put that down as like a thing that I need to look at every day. Don't let your body start screaming. Like, listen to the little signs that are coming. Because I do get little niggles. I'm like, okay. Like, even right now, I feel really dehydrated. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have got to this point. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a problem. Are you salting your water? Pardon? Are you salting your water? Um, No, I'm not. But I've been putting, um, I've been putting my essential oils in my water which I love to do because it reminds me to have them, but I think it also makes me feel a bit dehydrated, like in the moment. So also if you're drinking water that doesn't have minerals in it, it can make you feel like it. it's just like a constant cycle of not being hydrated enough. So a really easy thing to do is just put a little bit of salt in your water, like not iodized, like table salt, but like, you know, pink salt, Celtic sea salt, or like Redmond's real salt or something like that. Oh, cool. All right. I might go and do that because, yeah, I just I haven't got enough. <laughs> enough water intake right now it's really bad um okay the last question that I have for you before we move on to my wife's ridiculous questions is um how do you reground yourself after stressful like situations do you have like okay I've got to retreat now I've got to go back into my own energy like what are your like on the go kind of strategies when something just like startles you yeah breath I mean, I think that we forget that our breath is our greatest tool. And that again, just like gratitude, it is accessible to us all the time. It is free. It is so powerful in terms of the way that it can impact our body. And so if I am startled, if I'm really overwhelmed, if I'm stressed, the first thing I'll notice is my breathing is becoming shallow. So many of us don't really actually know how to breathe. And we're just walking around 
breathing incorrectly and like not allowing our body to relax into that. And so um, if I'm noticing my breath becoming shallow, if I'm startled, if I'm stressed out, et cetera, it's coming back to the breath. Sometimes depending on the situation, like if I'm in an acute moment of stress and I need to like ground before I respond to someone or ground before I, you know, go into a space and like, you know, socialize or whatever it is, three deep breaths. Three deep breaths can absolutely change your headspace, can change you again from that fight or flight to feed and frolic to a non-stress response. If I have more space, more time, that might look like different breathwork practices, whether that's box breathing or making sure that my inhales are shorter than my exhales. So having those really nice long exhales, allowing my body to really relax. Um, you know, different breathing practices I think can be so helpful. If I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I really love the hummingbird breathing. I don't know if you've ever practiced that where you, um, like I, you can use whatever, whatever finger you want, but basically like imagine a siren is coming, you know, like a fire truck is coming by and it's loud and you're going to plug your ears. So you're going to do that motion, like plugging and unplugging your ears while you hum. Mm -hmm. And it creates this like almost like buzzing sensation in your head and you do it 11 times big inhale long exhale with the hum and afterwards you sit and you're almost in this like I don't know how to describe it like still but also like you've just been shaken up and you can like you can't think about anything else other than the breath and like it is insanely powerful so if I have space or time and depending on what the situation is if it's ruminating thoughts or stress I'll reground with that but different kinds of breath for sure is like my most used tool in those moments oh my god I love that I've never heard of that like that is super cool I'm gonna try that I'll do it when yeah. Jade's around she'll think I'm a fucking weirdo <laughs> she I loves seeing me do all that hurt. Love it. I mean, I used to, when I led retreats, I would always like, you know, before I started a session, just kind of like have us ground with that and just have people sit. And it's like, you're, you're in such a vibration. Like you can't be, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. That is so cool. And that's so up my alley too. I'm going to definitely give that a go. So awesome. awesome. Um, okay. Well, now we are into the strange part of the podcast where I'm going to ask you a couple of random questions that my wife Jade has prepared for you. So your first <laughs> everyone's always like oh shit what the hell am I gonna have to answer <laughs> okay your first question is would you rather lose all your eyebrow hair or your eyelashes and it won't grow back probably eyelashes as sad <laughs> as that is but I think eyelashes yeah <laughs> yeah I, I kind of agree because I think that, like, obviously people would notice that, but I think if you have no eyebrows, that's, like, so much more noticeable than, like, totally. eyelashes. <laughs> and, like, fake, you could you could probably figure out a way to do, like, fake lashes better than, like, drawing in your eyebrows every day. <laughs> that is so true. That is actually really true. Because, yeah, you could get full fakies and you'd look all right, whereas people can tell if you've, like, full-blown drawn, like, your eyebrows on. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. Your second question is candy coated apples. Are they good or are they bad for you? Probably pretty bad for you. <laughs> I reckon they're gross. Like they're just really um like sticky and like full blown sugary. Like it might be someone's yeah. way of trying to eat an apple if they don't like it. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing to me. And just like, I think probably there's like a lot of artificial coloring and just like, it's not, it would not be the way I would engage in something sweet for sure. <laughs> and who came up with that? Like, it's so random. I just, yeah. no, it's not my go-to. It's never been my go-to. I'm not into it. <laughs> All right. Now, this is like an Aussie thing. So I don't know if you, have you ever heard of, Um, I'll ask you this first. Have you ever heard of doing a shoey? No. What's a shoey? Okay. So it's when you, <laughs> the question is that you go to do a shoey out of someone's shoe that isn't yours. Whose shoe are you picking? So a shoey is when like you drink like alcohol through like someone's shoe. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Whose shoe would you do that out of? Like you're actually pouring the alcohol into the shoe and yeah, like so using it. The, the alcohol's in the shoe and it's like the cup. The shoe's okay. the cup. Whose shoe am I using? <laughs> oh my god, I'm like really at a loss for this one. Um kind of weird, but like maybe a kid shoe, like any sort of kid shoe, just because I feel like their feet are maybe like less sweaty and smelly and like I don't know, it just feels less gross than any adult I know. <laughs> so yes, maybe I was- my I was actually going to say, what about um, your child? Because yeah, he doesn't so wear much. shoes yet, or I would do it. But yeah, exactly. Like my nephew, like foot is this big, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. that's perfect. Not a lot of alcohol. I'm not a huge drinker and <laughs> like probably not nasty. It's like a shot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I could do a shot of tequila out of James' shoe. No problem. <laughs> that is so good. I love that. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. And how can people find you? How can they start working with you? Because you're amazing. Thank you, hon. It's been so good to be here and really a special conversation. So yeah, uh, come hang out with me. I also love the gram. Um, so Stephanie Adler Wellness is a really great place. I also have a podcast called Wisdom of the Womb. So if you're interested in learning more about the womb work, about everything from fertility, hormone balance, blood sugar balance, all the things, gut health, et cetera. That is a really great way to learn more and engage with me. And yeah, right now I'm actually on a wait list for my private practice, but um, we'll be opening up for a few other programs in the coming months. So yeah, if you have things you want to thrive in in your body that don't currently feel that way, send me a message and I can definitely let you know what I think would be most serving for you and when that would be getting started. I love that. And I'll put all your details in the show notes. Everyone knows how to contact you there and just click on links. Um, But thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. It was so nice to finally connect. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Spirit to Me. If you love the podcast and want to continue to support it, the best thing that you can do is to share it. You can also follow it and rate it wherever you listen to your podcast. We love hearing from you guys, so please keep those reviews coming. Are you wondering what the hell you just listened to? Tune in next time for answers from Spirit or follow me on Instagram at Jessica Lynn Mediumship.